Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you and we thank God for all that He's doing in our lives. We have a few weeks to the end of the year, and we are grateful to God for His mercies and grace. Amen. Uh, we want to go into the Word of God. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, I started teaching on what I title, nothing is lost, nothing is wasted. I believe that God is doing a lot in our lives. And last Sunday, I talked about the importance of determining value because it helps you not to lose the most important things in your life. But as much as it's important to avoid losses because it is not enough to receive a lot. You can receive a lot and still not achieve anything. Why? Because you lost everything you received. So at the end of the day, success in life does not depend on how much you have than on what you did with what you have. Many times, we are more concerned about getting a lot. We fight for a lot. We do a lot to get a lot, but then we don't think afterwards about what to do with what we get. And you will get to find out that sometimes people achieve a lot with little, and people achieve nothing with so much at their disposal. This requires that we all must walk in wisdom and be very, very discerning and be very intelligent in how we manage the resources God gives us. And the important thing that is a manifestation of God's wisdom in our life is that we avoid losses. We don't just lose things that come into our hands anyhow, because last Sunday I thought that Satan is working around the clock to make sure if he can't prevent you from getting what you have, he will make you lose it. And one of the ways he does is to create loopholes in your life, strategically, spiritually, to make you lose a lot. And apart from the loopholes, sometimes he makes you not determine value properly. And once you can't value what you have, then you can easily lose it. Today, we also want to look at another important thing. You have to also avoid waste. Apart from avoiding losses, you also have to know how to avoid waste. Somebody say, in my lifetime, I will not waste any good thing. In Jesus' name. Say one more time. Say, in my lifetime, I will avoid losses and I will avoid waste. Because you can never gather much if you don't know how to avoid losses and waste. You can never gather much. You can never have a lot if all you do is get and lose, get and lose, or get and waste, get and waste. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that from today, you will not be manifesting that constant practice of getting and wasting. In Jesus' name, you will not get things and waste them. You will not get things and lose them. What does it mean to waste? It means to misuse something. 
to misuse resources, to misuse anything you get. To waste something also means to use something for the wrong purpose. So everything has a purpose. This spectacle I'm wearing has a purpose. It helps me to read. That is its purpose. But I can use it for other things. And it is misused. And if I use it for other things, it can get destroyed. I've been using this for two years now. And it's still good for use because I know its purpose and I keep it well. Yeah. So waste is misuse of any resources or using any resources for the wrong purpose. Jesus said to the disciples in John 6, verse 12, that is our key text for the team for this year and also for my teaching. John 6, 12. When they were filled, he said to the, his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. So that nothing is lost. Now, this scripture teaches us something very important. The first thing that it teaches us is that God works miracles for a purpose. Everything that happens in our life, it happens for a purpose. God has a purpose for everything he does in our lives. Everything God brings into our hands, he has a purpose for it. Another important lesson we learn here is that excess has to still be managed well. Excess must still be managed well. It means sometimes you can have plenty of something. It doesn't mean waste it. Because even resources that God brings into our hands in excess still has very important purposes of God. In the book of Isaiah 46, God said something very profound. From verse 9, Isaiah 46 from verse 9, he said, remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. He said, declaring the end. God said, the difference between me and other gods is that before I do something, I finish it. I declare the end from the beginning. In other words, I don't do anything without thinking it through, planning it, concluding it before I start. God said, the difference between me and other gods. So verse 9, he said, there is no God like me. In other words, other gods do things for the sake of it. That is why Satan works magic. Magic entertains. It doesn't change anybody's life. Even the person who has the magical powers, it doesn't change their lives. So a magician can snap his fingers and money will be falling from the sky and he's too poor because magic only entertains. But God will never do any miracle without a purpose. Everything God allows to happen, God makes happen. He has a purpose for it. He had it planned out and finished before he starts. That means 
Everything is important to God. And he hates waste. God hates waste. Somebody say, God hates waste. Say one more time. God hates waste. Because of purpose. All right. So, let's take it. If a caterer decides to cook for 100 people, she sits down and takes a pen and paper and writes down all items that he or she will need for 100 people. Quantities and the quantities. And then she makes orders for these items to be brought. The caterer has a purpose in mind. Prepare food for 100 people. And the quantity of every item is to be able to do what? To prepare food for 100 people. So if somebody walks into the kitchen and doesn't know what the caterer has in mind, that person can come and take something. Maybe fetch some rice and go away. Or fetch some fish and go away. And what, what happens? It's going to affect the end results of the caterer's intentions. Yes, because she did not just go to the market to buy things for the sake of it. She went there to buy items written on paper, well planned to reach 100 people. Now, the caterer may have a child who doesn't know anything. You know, children are always excited about everything. They can fetch something, pour it in on the ground, and be excited. Sometimes that's how we look before God. Because God has your life planned out. Every door that will open in your life, God has it planned out to achieve specific results in your life. Every door that will open, every people that will come into your life, everything, including your life and your health and all the resources. And God expects that you don't behave like the way your children do. He expects you to know that if any of these things he brings to your life is wasted, eh, it will make the end product to fall short of his plan and purpose for your life. So this is what God said. Look at Isaiah 44 verse 3. He said, for I will pour water on him who is thirsty and flats on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. Now, take a little time to look at this scripture very well. He said, I will pour what? So God said, my nature is that if I want to pour water, I don't pour it everywhere. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Where does God pour water? Where? The person who is thirsty. Why? Because water has no value to somebody who is not thirsty. Because if somebody who is not thirsty sees water, what do they do to it? They can waste it. They can do what? Waste it. But when somebody is thirsty for three days and there's no water, sometimes they can even drink their own urine. Why? Because at a certain level of test, your senses don't care what kind of water you are drinking. So I want to suggest to you today that the water you pour away every day, because you know sometimes, especially children, they take a bottle of water, they drink half, they leave the rest, and when they are thirsty again, they go and take another full bottle because they have no value for it. Because it's there. Daddy will buy more. 
that water is somebody's miracle that others pour away on the ground and it's wasted. But God said, I will never pour water on anyone who is not thirsty. Why? Because I don't want water to be wasted. He said, if I want to pour out a flood, I look for a ground that is what? Dry, not a ground that is wet. But you know, God wasn't actually talking about water here. He just used the water as an illustration. Then he went on to talk about the substantive matter. What was he talking about? The spirit, which is the anointing, and what? The blessing. The anointing and the blessing. God says that my anointing doesn't flow to places where there is no value. My blessing will never flow to people who are wasteful. Who are wasteful. So if you want to experience great, great blessings from God, you must understand God's nature. He hates waste. If you are a wasteful person, he won't give you much. Why? Because everything God gives, he has it calculated. And he has it intended to produce specific outcomes and results. Everything in your life. Everything. Including your life. You are not alive today because you are entitled to it. You are alive today because he has a purpose for your life. One of the things that if you study the scriptures, you will see and in real life. In real life, one of the things you, you get to see about God is that he doesn't give anything to people who don't ask for it. Look at Matthew 7 verse 7. He said, ask and you shall what? Receive. So somebody may have 10 and still ask God for something. He can receive another 10. Another person may have zero and he doesn't ask for it and he doesn't receive. So God doesn't give gifts according to need. He gives gifts according to value. Because what you value, you manage well. What you don't value, you waste. So God said, I am your father, I love you, but I won't give you things just because you are my child. I give you when you ask for it. Because by the time you are asking God for something, it is assumed you know its value. So he said, Lord, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. That means there are certain things you will not even get when you ask. Have you realized that in your life? Mm -hmm. Because those things, God is not sure you can manage it well. The reason why some of you, your prayer delay is because God is looking at your level of intelligence. He's looking at your capacity to manage. He's looking at your wisdom. And he's looking at your value system. So ask and it will be given to you. Then there are certain things he wants you to seek. What does it mean to seek? Search for it. That means you pursue it. And some of you have been seeking things for long. You know why? Because God will withhold certain things from you to the point where the day you get it, you will treat it very, very special. That is why all the women who gave birth to great people in the Bible, God made them barren first. It was not by accident that um, Hannah was barren. It was not by accident that Elizabeth was barren. Now, how many of you have seen a woman molesting her own child before? How many of you have seen, like, kicking, hit his head? 
sometimes carry the child with one hand and throw the child. How many of you have seen such a thing before? How did you feel? Do you know why some women do that? Because they have plenty of it. And tell you, that even that child, maybe he wasn't even interested in the child and just accidentally became pregnant. So the child is annoying her already. You know, you will never see somebody who has only one child do that. You will never see somebody who is married for five years, eight years, ten years, who had a child and behaved like some of the women you see. You will never see that. The people you see molesting their children, they are the ones who, they don't even want it, they become pregnant again. If you see people who have a lot and they are still smart, check their history. They've suffered a lot. So sometimes, excess, Dr. Otabel said before, he said, excess can become a disadvantage to people. Excess. When you have too much and you are not so careful, it can become your stumbling block. Sometimes, little, rather, make people achieve a lot. Because little make you think a lot. <laughs> it makes you learn management. It makes you put in more effort. It makes you careful because you are even afraid. This one, if I lose it, I'm finished. So the one who has excess says, oh, I have it plenty. Don't worry. If I lose it, I'll get again. So God doesn't give everything. That is why sometimes we pray for things and it delays. It takes long before it, it comes. Seek and you will find and then it goes on to say, knock. So there are certain things you will not even get it after asking and seeking. You have to do extra. Knock. Now, have you ever seen that most of the miracles people got in the Bible from Jesus? Jesus didn't give it to them the first time they called. Look at how long Bartimaeus had to cry. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, he kept shouting. And people were telling him to shut up. He kept shouting. Okay, why did Jesus, Jesus just stop the first time and just give, him to, give it to him? Because for some of us, what God wants to do in our lives is priceless. Some of you, the things God wants to do in your life, it will be total disaster if you cannot manage it. Do you think Bartimaeus will ever wake up and take for granted his ability to see the rest of his life? No. But those who were born seeing, they thought, they think it is an entitlement, isn't it? Think it's their right. God hates waste. Say one more time. God hates what? Waste. So if you want to qualify for much before God, then listen to me very carefully and decide that you are going to learn how to avoid waste of everything, including your life. So let's look at three causes of waste. waste. Three causes. Number one is ignorance of purpose. Ignorance of purpose. Why do we waste things when you don't know its purpose? Now, I have a phone here. It's iPhone 13 Pro Max. Somebody bought it for me. Now, I don't know its price. I think it's now, it should be, okay, let's not even talk about the price, even though it's expensive. But when we say value is not even about the cost. The value is different from cost. Because for somebody, 50000 is nothing. You can just pay. But you see, when we talk about value, we're talking about how important is this to me? How, how much can I achieve with this? That's the value of the phone. It's not the money you pay. Please, are you understanding? Yeah, so there's a difference between value and price. All right. This phone helps me a lot. My mails, my messages, my bank transactions, all my phone calls. I can do a lot. 
having this phone. I study a lot on this. I can, I can do every research, every finding, everything. I don't even need a dictionary anymore. I can just find out the meaning of any word. I can access any data I want globally with this phone. I can watch programs happening anywhere in the world. The past week, I was in the village the whole week, but I was watching Bishop Oedipo's convention every day with my phone. Okay, so this phone is very valuable to me. But if you give this phone to a child, what do you think they can do with it? They want to experiment it, put it in water, or they can hit it on the ground, or they can scratch it. So Dr. Miles Moro said, if you don't know the purpose of a thing, you abuse it. If you don't know the purpose of anything, what do you do to it? You abuse it. If you don't know the purpose of a thing. The number one cause of waste is when you don't know its purpose. All right? So let's start with your life. God has a purpose for your life. Everybody here under the sound of my voice. Your life is not an accident. Your life is not an accident. Maybe your parents didn't plan your life, but God planned your life. Before you were born, God said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb. So you are not a product of a sexual affair between your father and your mother. The sexual affair was just part of the process. Because what the sexual affair do, it brings the sperm and the egg together. That's all. That's all your parents did. Because a sperm cell to make the egg. That's all. The rest of the process, it's God working in your mother's womb. Your height, your complexion, your intricate details, your preferences, your temperament, your likes, your dislikes, your minds, your, your, your intelligence, your everything. How the bones are formed, how your, your, all your organs. That's why David said, I'll praise you, Lord, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If you, take, if you take down to study human anatomy, you will always appreciate yourself. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So, it, so you were formed by God. I, I said, you were formed by God. Say amen to that. Amen. Yeah. So your life is not an accident. And don't you let any ignorant person treat you like you are an accident. You are not. You are very precious, valuable, and important to God. And if God did not have any purpose for your life, you shouldn't be alive by now. Are you with me up to now? And before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Before you were born, God already had his purpose concerning your life concluded. Galatians 1.13, Apostle Paul said, I was wasting my life because I didn't know my purpose. Galatians 1.13. For he said, for you heard of my former conduct. Apostle Paul had a, an interesting conduct. This is a man who wrote half of the New Testament. Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, um, Colossians, Philemon, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, and Hebrews. He said, I had a former conduct in Judaism. How I persecuted the church of God, beyond measure, and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for other 
for the traditions of my fathers. So many of you, you are wasting your life in a lot of things that, that attract human acclamation. People are clapping for you, but your life is wasting away. It is like when we're all in school. You know, sometimes people hail you a lot. They give you fans in school for doing stupid things. You know that? Yeah. If you are very serious-minded, intelligent, disciplined, law-abiding, focus on that they, they treat you like you, you don't know anything. The people who are greatly respected in secondary school are the radicals, the rebels. But where, where does that take them to? Nowhere. In this life, be careful that the praises of men, public recognition, does not drift you away from God's plan and purpose for your life. Apostle Paul said, I did a lot of foolish things that attracted worldly recognition and acclamation. But he said it was a waste. Verse, verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. Paul said, God one day made me know that right from my mother's womb, I wasn't born for all that waste. I wasn't born for wasteful living, destroying the church, persecuting Christians, killing Christians. Paul was very zealous, and they were praising him Judaism. They said, I found out, and, and today I want to everybody to know that God, right before you even landed in your mother's womb, before your father and your mother decided to meet, to have an affair, he had you on his mind, exactly the way you are now. He pictured it. One day I need somebody with these abilities, with this special, unique personality. Born in Ghana. Born in a village, probably not on the map of Ghana. But with a great destiny that will touch the world. Born in this particular family. He had it all figured out. Your life is not an accident. Lift the right hand to heaven and say, God has a purpose for my life. One more time, say, God has a purpose for my life. If you understand that God has a purpose for your life, we can then imply from that that everything he does in your life, he has a purpose for it. Can I say that again? Everything God does in your life, he has a purpose for it. Everything he gives you, he has a purpose for it. If God gives you anything, God has a purpose for everything in your life. Your parents, God has a purpose for it. If you have parents that are irresponsible, God has a purpose for it. And people who have responsible parents are not any better than you if you understand purpose. If we are born in a poor home, God has a purpose for it. It's because the worst thing that has ever happened to some people is to be born in a rich home. Because it messed up their thinking. It messed up their what? Thinking. Everything God gives you, God has a purpose for it. So, if to avoid waste, one of the important things you should do is try to ask an important question. What is God's purpose for this? Why did God give me what he has given me? Why did God give you money? If you don't know why God gave you money, you waste the money. If you don't know why God gave you life, you waste your life. If you don't know why God made you marry, do you know what you do with the marriage? You waste it. You waste it. If you don't know why God gave you your spouse, a good spouse, have you ever seen a very good person married to somebody and the person is so stupid? Have you ever seen that before? Uh -huh. You know, because the, the person thinks that a good spouse is a weakness. You know, sometimes you, you, you meet people and you realize that 
they think you are stupid for being good. Uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's why in this life, good people are always taken for granted. Yeah. If you are crooked and crook, they treat you well. And if you are not careful, you will be forced to stop doing good. But don't stop doing good. But just make sure you don't waste your life with people who don't value it. Don't waste your life with people who don't do what? Value. Don't waste your energy and your time. That's why Jesus never preached to the Pharisees. He was always with a crowd. Because the Pharisees didn't believe in him. They did not value him. You don't waste your time and energy and resources on people who don't value it. Yeah, very important. So a man has a wife who is very good, very respectful, very intelligent, very hardworking, very supportive, very everything. Everything you can look for in a wife. You see it. And the man is he's abusing her. He's because she doesn't understand that that wife is a gift from God. That God gave you such a gift for a purpose. The children God gave you, God has a purpose for it. The job you have now, God has a purpose for it. Even the, the problems you face, God has a purpose for it. If Joseph was here, he would have told you what I'm saying is true. Because he took his envious brothers, wicked brothers, to help him to achieve his purpose. They sold him thinking they were destroying him, but God has a purpose. God had a purpose for it. And God will never give you good people only. God will never give you good people only. Did you hear that one? God will give you good people to encourage you, to comfort you, to excite you, to make you happy. But he will also give you some very, 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 very troublesome, difficult, bad people. Wicked people. You know what such people do to you? They make you smart. They make you strong. They make you tough. <laughs> and, they, and they make you wiser than you can ever be. Some of the greatest lessons I ever learned as a pastor, I learned it from members that were not good. That is why I pray for all my members, including the bad ones. Even my members who left this church, I still pray for them. Not so that they should come back, but so that God will help them to see that what they did here is bad. Wherever they go, they shouldn't repeat that. And that God should continue to bless them because I have no business getting excited that somebody left here and is suffering and is what will I what, what will I achieve if somebody left this church and is suffering or he has died then I say yeah you see I'm a man of God you see when he left me no 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 if I am a man of God he doesn't need people dying before I know I'm a man of God do you understand me your life and the things God is doing your life through me is what makes me know I'm a man of God That is why you should not hate that man that broke your heart. He's God's purpose. I said, maybe, don't pray he should die. Pray for him. And thank God for his life. Because if he had not left you, you may probably not be as smart as you are now. The people treated you bad. You should love them. You see, some of you, you are praying that some people should die. You know why they are not dying? Die, die, by fire, by fire. Die, die, die. Because it is God who sent them your way. It is God who sent them your way to make you who he wants you to become so that you can be able to handle what he's bringing into your life. 
So Joseph had his fair share of bad people. Hello? His brothers, bad people. His father, good man. His father made him a coat of many colors, isn't it? Yeah. But do you think the father would have sent him out to Egypt? No. Sometimes people love you so much, huh? they frustrate God's plan and purpose for your life. People can love you till you, you fail. Especially parents. Sometimes parents can love their children and destroy them. You, you pamper your child till he's destroyed. You can't rebuke your children when they do wrong. You can't correct them when they do wrong. You, don't, you can't punish your children when they do wrong. You can't even let your children do house chores. Your children eat and leave the plates. And you take it and wash. You know what you are doing to that child? You are destroying that child. Sometimes people can love you till you are destroyed. But God will never let good people alone come your way. Lord, drive away all my enemies. I'm, I'm sorry, some of them, they are now coming. Yeah, they are coming. Then, after his brothers sold him, life became very comfortable for him in Potiphar's house. Then Potiphar's wife came and said, this guy tried to sleep with me. Joseph landed in prison. What would you do if you were Joseph? You say, where is God? God was there, isn't it? God was there. Because Joseph needed to be in prison to meet that guy, another good man. Sometimes places you don't want to be, you will be there. Because God has a purpose for you there. So, Lord, deliver me. You, he won't deliver you. I bandit Jesus' name. I'll never go. I'll never go. I reject in Jesus' name. I, you know, I refuse it. In, you, you'll go. You'll go there. I command this, my boss, to be transferred in Jesus' name. I command this, this, this man is an evil. I put him on the altar. He wouldn't be transferred. In fact, he'll be promoted. Because you need that difficult boss to whip out every indiscipline in your life. Because some of you speak in tongues, but you are so indisciplined. Number one cause of waste is what? Ignorance of what? Purpose. Number two cause of waste is taking things for granted. When you feel entitled to everything, you take it for granted. Mm -hmm. When you feel that it is your right to have what you have, you take it for granted. So the greatest enemy to managing resources is ent the entitlement mentality. You know, there are some people who are not grateful for anything because they think it is their right. But I want to suggest to you, life is a privilege. If you have a good spouse, it's not because you have a good character. It's God's mercy. Can I say that again? It is not that you are a good man. That's why you have a good wife. If you have a good wife, eh, it's a privilege. Appreciate her, celebrate her, thank God for her life. Otherwise, one day you're going to lose him. Can I say something before we close? Wise people value what they have and benefit from it. If you are making notes, write it down. Wise people, what do they do? They value what they have and they benefit from it. Okay, let's complete the statement. Unintelligent people, I won't say fools, unintelligent people lose what they have before they value it. Unintelligent people lose what they have before they what? Value it. Please, don't wait till 
you lose what you have before you value it. The little, little, little things. If you have one good friend, value the person. Because not everybody has good friends. If you have good parents, value them. It is not a right. Some people don't have any father or mother. If you have a job today, value it. Because many people are jobless. If you are married, I don't care how bad. I'm not trying to say married people should be abusing the appearance of a misbehaving. But if you are married, value your spouse, because many people are now praying to be married. If you are healthy, value helpful. Hey, value helpful. Don't wait till you are sick before. Say, oh, I didn't know that health was precious. Don't wait till you are sick. Don't wait till you die before you value life. Because that, it will be too late. You see, many people have wasted many things God gave them because they thought it was their right. And if you start taking it, things for granted, huh, you will waste them. And God will never give you anything again. God will never give you. God will never give you anything again. And some of us, the reason why we are, not, we are failing to receive more from God is because we take it for granted. The last cause of Waste is inability to manage what you have. Inability to manage. God will give you to your ability to manage. God will give you, write that down as I close, God will give you to the extent that you can manage. Luke 16 verse 10, it says, He that is faithful in little will become faithful in what? Much. So if you can manage the little, he will add more to it. If you can manage one, he will add one to, to give you two. If you can manage two, he will give you five. If you can manage five, he will give you ten. Yeah. He will give you Matthew 25, um, 14 and 15. The Bible said that Jesus gave a parable. He said, a man, a man was traveling. The kingdom of God is like a man who is traveling far. And he gave talents to three people. He gave one five. He gave one two. He gave one one. Look at it. To each according to what? To each according to his ability. He will give you according to your ability to manage. And let me close by saying this. God is watching how you manage. Bow down your heads, let's pray. Bow down your heads, let's pray. God is watching how you manage. Bow down your heads. Say it loud. Say nothing shall be lost. Nothing shall be wasted in my life. From now onwards, in the name of Jesus, I'll be prudent to manage every resources, every opportunity, every open door, every blessing that God brings my way. I'll manage it in the name of Jesus. My Father, give me wisdom and intelligence to manage everything you give me, to value the little, little things you give me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Put your hands together if you believe it. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.